Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You know, we didn't do this yesterday. And I texted you too late. I did text you the song yesterday. Well, you texted me at 9.50. Yeah, which was 6.50 where I was. <laughs> I know. When I got the text from you, because you said, in case you guys need this, and I thought... I was like, in uh, case you were wondering. I think her body clock's off a little bit. Oh, I'm so confused right now. I have no idea what day or what time it is. Beth uh, was in... Los Angeles over the weekend, and we'll, mm. co- we'll talk coming up at uh, 6.20 as, as to why that is. But uh, So I, I just came out of the gate yesterday uh, with Super Bowl highlights, and I thought, there are going to be some people that are kind of jolted by this because it's it's habit. It's, it's part of uh, a lot of people's routines. We know this because we go out places now and then, remotes, and people come up to you and they say, I don't leave the house until I hear what your song is. I got a message about it yesterday, as a matter of fact. So for those who were wondering what yesterday's was, it was Michael Jackson's bad. (laughs) Yes, it was. Really? (laughs) (laughs) As I found out with 10 minutes to go in the show. (laughs) I was actually boarding the airplane, and I was like, oh, man. I looked over at Mick Mulvaney, and I said, uh, I I thought about playing this going, (laughs) just go with it. You don't understand. (laughs) You don't know what you're (laughs) doing. You're you're not here when this happens. But for that matter, some people in 10 o'clock hour need to know about this. Right. I, I, I try to point it out where I can. Every day, Beth wakes up with uh, most mostly a different song in her head. I have a few repeats every now and again. Seems to be Lizzo that plays on repeat yeah. in my head. <laughs> yes. So we're, we're due for Lizzo in a couple of days here. Well, I've decided that this t- Justin Timberlake song, it's an older Timberlake song. I, I think that's our song, Bo. The Justin Timberlake mirror song? Yeah, I think that's why I must have woken up because I was excited to come back in. I can't get Michael Jackson at that point. (laughs) Shum on. Here we go. It's like you're my mirror. Whoa. (laughs) I forgot about this song. I had actually too until I woke up to it. I hear it down the hall every once in a while when I go to get coffee. Yeah. Uh, Mix is playing it. No, just you singing it in the hallway. (laughs) That's actually me. On Mix 107.9, or as Matt Harris said the other day, he was filling in on Friday for Brett, Brett uh, Jensen, and he came up there and he goes, 107.9 The Mix. <laughs> start all together. I know. <laughs> Sunny 107.9 The Mix. Covers all the bases. All right. Well, you 108. That's right. Good morning to everybody. Welcome back to you. Uh, we, of course, had the Super Bowl since uh, you were last here. And uh, uh, lots of talk yesterday. Uh, still a lot of talk about, about Greg Olson. And uh, we don't have time to do full justice to it here. But they have all, they've started releasing some of the numbers on what's going to happen when Tom Brady replaces Greg Olson, how, his, how Olson's uh, paycheck's going to change. Yeah, and I'm grumpy about this for him. I just wonder, I wonder if somehow Greg Olson ends up before this is all over on Thursday night football, or or basically add something else to his repertoire, because uh, I also have just an unending number of tweets from people who you've heard of, like Jim Rome, who are saying, "Holy cow, how is he not? I mean, he, he's he's how laughing is he everybody. Not the guy, he's so good, he's so personable. There's no way 
and I, I'm just going to say it, I, I, there's no way Tom Brady is going to be as good as Greg Olson. I mean, I, it's, Tom Brady, I get it. He's a name, but his personality is like a wet sock. Which is so weird, though, to think about. You go, you got the greatest player, by some people's estimations, of all time, yeah. maybe in any sport, the greatest of all time, who's going to go into his next job <laughs> and basically feel like he's inadequate. Right. He, he may not feel that way, but there are going to be voices that are going to be around him suggesting that. that. Well, it's because he, he is a great football player, but that doesn't mean he's going to be great at being a broadcaster. Those are two very different. You can, He should just own the being the greatest football player and go with his little, you know, just be kind of boring and talk to people on the beach in Florida. <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> where, where, where he did his retirement announcement. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But, but Zoke, I mean, uh, look, Joe Montana tried the broadcasting thing once upon a time, right? And at that point in his career, he was basically considered, and some people still consider him uh, better, greater than, than uh, I mean, it's a short list, but Montana is one of those names that people would say, okay, it's arguable that Brady's the greatest of all time. But Montana's tried it a couple of times, and there's just nothing there. Well, not only him, you know, Dan Marino, yeah, Bill yeah. Walsh back in the day, and, and some of these were studios, some were as analysts. And, uh, and yeah, just because you're an incredible athlete doesn't mean you're uh, an interesting communicator, right. and you have to be funny, but you have to be engaging and, and, and add something to the broadcast. And you know, it's to be seen what Tom Brady can do, but it can't be as good as Greg Olson because we've seen what Olson can He's do. He's so good, and it's it's better than what anyone else is putting out there. So Brady really doesn't have a shot at being that good. And to Bo's point, it's like, well, why don't they just reconvene on this whole thing and, and, and look at it in a different way? Because mm-hmm. yeah, Brady's got a contract, but on the other hand. So the story, I guess we're going to talk about later, but Greg's making $10 million this year. He got more money because Brady did not come out of retirement and do broadcasting. Mm-hmm. His base was supposed to be three, so they actually bumped him up to 10, but he'll go back to three when Brady does in 2024. That uh, makes me sad because he's worth, you know. But what? then he gets demoted from his bro- number one broadcast team as, as things sit today. And again, to me, I think with Bo as well, I think things are always subject to change, especially when things make sense to not messed up a chemistry i think one way or the other because like we said yesterday the next time a super bowl rolls around mm-hmm. uh, you know they the uh, uh fox won't have it again for at least three years mm-hmm. a lot can happen between now and then like they could try out brady it could be a, a royal disaster and they move on to, to so by the time fox has the super bowl again this could have all worked itself out um you know i i I tend to think that, uh, I mean, there's so many more options now. I mean, now there's this Thursday night football, and there's, I don't even know if Al Michaels is coming back to that. He, he didn't seem to like it so much last season. So uh, Greg Olson's going to be fine. But the idea, I mean, we have heard Tom Brady. He has had a radio show on Sirius for two years with Jim Gray. It is not riveting no, at all. Not no. at all. <laughs> you know, it's probably I, closer to Tony Romo, honestly. It's yeah. kind of too low-key and... Again, obviously he knows the game inside out and uh, has marquee value. But at some point, you know, some of the best announcers, and Greg, of course, one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game, but some of the best announcers were, like, not good players. Like I grew up with Joe Garagiola, who was a third-string catcher. Bob Euchre was a third-string catcher. These guys were backup baseball players, and they are two of the most famous baseball announcers in history yeah. for their personalities. That's a good point. Uh, it doesn't we, have to be the greatest player is my point. Right, in right, right. And we should have known that Dan Marino was not going to be good after we saw him in Ace Ventura. Sure, to take <laughs> and that now we've seen to- to- Tony Brady. <laughs> Tony Brady. <laughs> we've seen Tom Brady. He was in that show uh, Living With Yourself with uh, Paul Rudd. And he had like one moment on camera and it was like, well, a wet sock just walked across the screen. <laughs> well, That's uh, awful. I mean, he's he's a great player. But Dan Marino. But he's boring. Dan Marino will always have Tony Marino.
Yes. In, in his corner. <laughs> right. So. And isotoner gloves. <laughs> WBT. News Talk 1110 WBT on this Tuesday, February 14th. Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman back in the house today. Uh, the Zoke is here. I always make a point, especially now that this show is established and rolling and uh, things are, are going so well to make sure that when one of us uh, are out or anybody's out, uh, you say it's it's a prearranged day off, you know, because mm-hmm. people in, in the COVID era wonder if you're sick or wonder right. what's going on. Uh, you, uh, we knew you were going to be off yesterday. Uh, you actually were out uh, on the West Coast in L.A. Uh, this weekend, and, and your body clock is still recovering from that whole process. But um, unfortunately, uh, it's with a really heavy heart that we talk about why uh, you weren't here yesterday and what you were doing this weekend. Hopefully what you uh, experienced this weekend is, uh, is and, and you were supporting a friend, some friends there in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully no one listening ever has to go through what your friends mm-hmm. there and the, and the reason for you uh, being there to support uh, that family. Yeah, I, I, I left, I flew to Los Angeles right after the show on, uh, on Friday because uh, – Dear friends of mine, uh, I've been friends with them for more than 20 years. Uh, my friend Vanessa, she I met her when I was working actually at the West Wing when I was in my early 20s. She was also on the show, and and um, we've you know maintained a friendship for like I just said more than 20 years. But um, she and her husband Adam lost their four-year-old daughter mm. um, unexpectedly, and in just one of the just this heart heartbreaking way, and. They held her celebration of life, her memorial service over the weekend um, because it was what would have been her fifth birthday. Um, So I I went out to um, to support them and to just because, you know, the thing that you learn, especially as you get older in moments like like this one for for them, you just show up. You just show up no matter how 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 expensive it is to get there or how. Uh, you know, like a long flight or how difficult it might be uh, logistics wise. It's just one of those things that in my heart, you just show up for. Um, because I remember when, when, when I lost my, my mom, it's, it's, it's this, you feel like you're walking in a cloud and you don't really, you can't really focus in on anything because you're battling grief, but you strangely remember the love. You remember the people who show up with love. And I just uh, wanted to be there to, to hug them and to, to show that there there still is love in the world, that there are people who want to love them through this. Um, but I will I will say it was definitely the um, the saddest, uh, most heartbreaking experience to 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 go through with them to see because I you know I don't have children and, and I, I can't imagine the loss of a child and I certainly can't imagine the sudden loss um, of a child and. Uh, but they, the, 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 the memorial service was at the little girl's preschool, and the preschool did a beautiful job setting everything up and, and organizing it for the family. And, and um, their, their four-year-old, her, her name was Alice, and uh, Alice's um, classmates were there. And, so the, and we all wore bright colors because Alice was this very funny, just vivacious, vibrant little girl. And so we wore bright colors to celebrate her and... Um, it was a it was a tough 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 weekend, but uh, it was one of those things that um, I was I was uh, glad that I was there. I'm sad that I was there for the reason that I was there, but I'm glad that I was able to be there for them. You and I were talking. We talked on Friday, and we talked uh, uh, since you have been back, and 
I was thinking about you this weekend because you're so right. I mean, when you have something like this, and, and granted, I've never dealt with anything remotely like what uh, your, your your friends there did. Uh, I, I haven't, obviously, uh, myself. Now, my, my wife lost her mom uh, several years back, mm-hmm. um, but my parents are both living. But what I'm getting at is when people go through grief— now, you obviously had the opportunity to talk to the family and be there for them, and and um, you told me off air that uh, one of the comments was, it's been a long time since I had a Beth hug. Yeah. And in this situation, yeah. you know, it, it's some of the best medicine. But we were having this conversation about when you're going through that, it may not even be a conversation that ha- that is had. But and and they may not you may not even depending on how how many people are there you may not not actually see that person but one way some way somehow uh, they'll know that you were there yeah. whether someone tells you that or whether there's a some you know you 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 sign a the 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 record or whatever it is uh, when you go to a funeral or you go to a wedding but I do think what you say is so important and so uh, it resonates with a lot of people that sometimes the best thing to do is it's it's not what you say it's not what you do it's just the act of being there show in close proximity and um you, you may have a whole lot more interaction uh, than you plan but I, I have a whole lot of respect for you and I told you this um because I mean this was a you know, there's a lot going on. There's Super Bowl weekend and a lot of people going different places. And that's not a an easy um, that's a cross country trek you just took with the hours that you keep. But the bottom line of it is you knew you needed to be there and whatever that entailed when you got there, then that's what it was. But sometimes it's just the act of, of going and being in close proximity. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, and God shows up in, in um, some really lovely ways in, in, in moments like that, which you just somebody always told me that you just need to look for God in those moments. But I actually went to the, the preschool and uh, very early on the day of the service to help set up and like make flower arrangements and stuff. And the way that it worked out is I actually ended up being the first person that the family saw. And it was just by chance because I was setting up flowers and they happened to come early because they wanted to walk around and see everything that the school had done. And so the first thing that um, that they got was a a very, very long Beth hug. And um, I didn't realize they they called them Beth hugs, too. But they I didn't realize I had been doing them awkwardly for years, apparently, for 20 years. Well, we're glad you're back, but uh, certainly respect what you did. And I know the family. It meant a lot to the family. And I know a lot of people listening out there can can relate to uh, just be in there for people. Yeah, you just got to show up and give love to people when you can. And uh, as you said, uh, they will always remember uh, what you know. You always remember who shows up when you're in your time of most need. Mm-hmm. I think that's the 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 way you usually hear it said. Well, happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. It's Tuesday, February fourteenth. It's Valentine's Day, y'all. Did this just occur to you? It really just did. So I guess Craig didn't leave out the uh, the Valentine's candies oh. by the. No, no, no. We are not Valentine's people. Now wait a minute. Not at all. Like Mm-mm. like you don't even acknowledge it. No. Well, um, sometimes we uh, make heart shaped pizzas. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> we have, well, we start. Sounds like something Al Gardner would do. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, I think he literally said that. Did we, he like say that one time? I think. He, he bought one for Robin Bobbin. Oh, no, we we make them. 
<laughs> we don't buy them. We make them. Does, oh, does, that's special. Does Craig call you the ultimate death? <laughs> the ultimate death. <laughs> that's an inside joke. The no. Trotman Bill. <laughs> but I'd like that. Or maybe oh. I wouldn't like that. I don't know. No, so we would we 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 um make heart shaped pizzas and we have a contest to see whose heart shaped pizza is the best. Craig's always looks like chum, so mine's really easy to. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Roll back. Hang on. Just stop the music. Okay. This is like we need to diagram a sentence. The last 15 seconds, you said that we don't always, we, we don't really celebrate Valentine's, except when we do, on occasion, it's with heart-shaped pizzas. And we have a contest. And the kind that you make looks like chum. <laughs> did, I, did I check all the boxes? <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day! I prefer pepperoni and mushrooms. Yes. Right. I mean, I mean, I, who like I like a heart shaped pizza. I like an any shaped pizza. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but I, I I see you just said that we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of guys out there that would say, well, you know, we don't do much for Valentine's Day. But come on, if you don't do something, if you don't acknowledge it in some way, I would I would venture to say in most relationships that that's a that's a no no. It would not be a deal breaker for me because I kind of feel like meh. This is kind of, that's the way I feel about it. I feel like it's like, a, I don't know. It does like. Were you like that on your wedding day? <laughs> yeah, weddings. <laughs> Make me a heart-shaped pizza. Oh, we'll just call it even. We're just going to live together forever and be in love. Wow, wow. I will say. <laughs> Big deal. How about pizza? Here, have some chum. <laughs> we did get married on a beach, so the chum makes sense. It does. It does. Bo comes out of the break with this, like, you know, kind of yes. like Valentine's romantic love boat music or whatever. And you're like, meh. Maybe we'll have a pizza later. <laughs> I don't really know where to go, Jimbo. I mean, yeah, let's celebrate. How are you at Christmas? <laughs> oh, no, I love Christmas. No, I just, Valentine, I've never been, I'm not a, I'm not. You're very, the 22nd hugger. How are you of all people? Because not you the should hug person. every day, every single day, not just one like, like some but day. But today could be like 38 second hug day or something. Well, it's I will like hug, I will hug everybody, but I'm not a girly girl in that way. There you go. This sounds more like much, the way I feel. Much more appropriate <laughs> Valentine's Day theme for Beth. I don't like um, I don't like what like holidays where somebody tells me that I have to do something like you have to be romantic today. So what do you like? Who's you, you pick like August seventeenth. <laughs> like We're gonna love each other today. Yep. It's like like the government is telling you you have to be romantic. Today. <laughs> I feel like it might be the card company. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, when Beth was a kid, you know, everybody passes out the Valentines and get the little candies and they have little messages and yours says, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't tell me to celebrate. Here's your bucket of chum. <laughs> here's, yes. here's your chum. I'm going to find pictures of the last heart-shaped pizzas we made because his really did look like he just loaded it down with a bucket of fish eyes. <laughs> have we ever had the word chum uttered on this show? I was about to say, nothing says Valentines like chum. <laughs> Holiday chum. <laughs> I, I had like... Literally, like 15 different ways I could go with this segment. This wasn't one of them. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. It's well, just... happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Yeah. Hope yours is going Thanks, well. Thanks, chum. <laughs> <laughs> 6.43. Hey, coming up in our next segment, what this one was supposed to be. WBT, where business talks. Presented by Ram Pavement. Nine in front of seven here on WBT. Let's roll back to the market close on your Monday. Stocks ending higher to kick off a busy week of economic data. Investors are eagerly awaiting January's Consumer Price Index data, which comes out on Tuesday. The report will show if price increases have continued to slow amid the central bank's rate hikes. Big tech and growth stocks were among the 
gainers. And Microsoft stock spiking. Morgan Stanley analysts are once again optimistic about the software giant and see a long path of earnings growth ahead, especially since its latest artificial intelligence efforts. The Dow winners, Microsoft, Home Depot and McDonald's. The Dow decliners, Chevron and Disney. The Dow rising 377 points. The Nasdaq up 174. S&P 500 rising 47. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Futures this morning, Dow futures up 43, S&P futures up 10, NASDAQ futures up 48. Now, I'm going to try this again. Happy Valentine's Day. Blah, blah, blah. Woohoo! <laughs> Whatever. Tuesday, February 14th. <laughs> During our break, Beth was showing us pictures of her heart-shaped pizzas that she occasionally makes. <laughs> And yes, one of them looks like chum. <laughs> I was looking at it, and it actually looks like a real human heart. Yes. <laughs> it I, looked he, like it was moving like one, too. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of pulsating. I think that's what Craig said he was going for at the end of the day. Yeah, I was trying to make it look like a human heart. Anyone could do oh. a heart-shaped heart. <laughs> that's right. Mine looks like the actual organ. <laughs> so I was coming back from the last break saying happy Valentine's Day, and look where... Uh, in, in fact, I was telling Beth, I, 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 as the show goes on, I keep track of what we do, because I do. A, we have to do a report after each show, right? And uh, 6.35, right on cue, chum. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, there's always the podcast. <laughs> but again... So it's like a chum with an aorta coming out of it. Yes. <laughs> Pulsating. I love Valentine's Day. Yes. What if it, like, squirted tomato sauce out? That'd it kind of awesome. did. It kind of did. <laughs> Now, makes it too like thick. actual blood. That was pretty amazing that you had that quick recall on your phone. Pictures of pizza that I made <laughs> mm-hmm. occasionally. Well, because well, we take the pictures off of and on. Pizza. <laughs> we will probably make heart-shaped pizzas tonight just because we like to make fun of each other. So, you know, it's what we do. The question is, will you clean up after yourself? Um, you have he, to have the clean kitchen, right? Yeah, it, it, Craig usually does the kitchen cleaning. You know this, Jim Zoki. He's Mr. Well, I thought Organized. for Valentine's Day, maybe your gift was you were going to clean up after yourself and not get salt <laughs> everywhere. But it's like every fourth <laughs> Valentine's Day. Like some Valentine's Day, as she said last segment, nothing. It's like the Olympics. What, every four years? <laughs> every four or, or, or an election. <laughs> or an I choose to stay with you for another four years. <laughs> so we're going to celebrate <laughs> Valentine's this year. <laughs> I was thinking about Herm next door, but I'm going to stay with you for another four years. Now, the real question, are there term limits? <laughs> now, I was going down the road with, uh, I got Valentine's Day statistics. I got Valentine's Day stuff here. Uh, Valentine's Day chum, mm-hmm. if you will. Nothing says Valentine's like fish guts. Uh, yes. And, you know. Is okay. that what chum is? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just had to go back to that. You've used the word so often, I just assumed you knew what it meant by now. (laughs) Yeah, if anybody would know the proper usage, it would be Beth Troutman. Uh, This year, the the spending collectively, post-pandemic, $26 billion. Just today, on today. Well, no thanks to you. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. Beth will not be contributing to the economy today. Mm -mm. Uh, But if you break it down, uh, you know, things, most things are up. Chocolates are up by 12%. Well, yeah. Uh, Dinner is up by 8%. But get this, roses are down by 5%. Really? Not quite sure why that would be, but that's the yeah. case. I guess maybe people are they're they're on to the rose game, you know, because people they, roses are expensive and you can get other flowers that are just as beautiful and that smell delightful like stargazer lilies for less. And those are great in July. And they are they're great for no <laughs> or, reason. Or random days in August. Exactly. You should love people every single day. 
Uh, average planned spending on gifts for Valentine's Day in uh, 2023, $120 for your significant other. $120 for uh, significant others and family members. And then uh, here in 2023, $53 collectively on friends, children's classmates, teachers, coworkers, and yes, pets. Oh, wow. I, 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 got I my, forgot Gus and Hank. Yeah, I got my pets no Valentine's oh. Day. Have you ever? No. Uh-uh. I mean, you just probably feed them chum. They just feed them the leftover chum. <laughs> Which they would actually prefer. And probably. they love it. <laughs> now, chihuahua. They're all in. We got into an interesting conversation. Because uh, when you think about Valentine's Day, you think about uh, the things you get for people. You think about relationships. And John Moore and I were talking before y'all got here. Because these are the things we talk about before everybody else gets here in the I room. I didn't know that y'all talked mm-hmm. before I got Every here. Every morning. I'm yes. very happy <laughs> It's to very learn brief. This. It's a quick conversation. But we were talking about, look, like, I met my wife, uh, my, my to-be wife, when we were in college. So I've never been out in like uh, like. I thought you said to be wife, like the commercial from. The well, Super I mean, Bowl. I think that was funny when you say I met my wife. Well, my, no, she wasn't your wife. wife. <laughs> yeah, I met my betrothed, as Al Grinder once said. But when we met each other, I, we were in college. So I've never been out on the dating scene as an adult, ah. right? Uh, John Moore has not either, correct? No, I was out on it for a, a good bit. Okay, like yeah, I, I didn't like, get married until I was thirty-five. So I had all kinds of people trying to hook me up. <laughs> Man, yeah. Boy, you got that one wrong, Bo. (laughs) (laughs) Bo, we should talk more in the mornings. (laughs) Y'all need to get to know each other. Wait a minute. You just learned a lot about John Moore. (laughs) Wait a minute. 13 lost years. (laughs) Good morning. I didn't say that the way that I thought it in my head. Never happened to anybody? I I thought you knew me, Bo. (laughs) But you... It happens to me every second. What he's saying is you weren't an adult until you were 35, so that's what he meant. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Now, I, I tell you where I was building here. Uh, John Moore, you the 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 woman that you are now married to. Yes. When did you meet her? Uh, almost. Let's see. It would be just over twenty years ago. Okay. So when you met her, was she somebody that you knew from a long time ago? She was someone that I had never met and never heard of. But there were people in my church that knew people in her church, and they yep. said, "You know what? These two should probably meet." Okay. So here's where here's what I'm gearing towards. Uh, it was was it a blind date the first time you went out? It was it was a kind of a blind meeting because it was set up to meet at a common place. Yeah, so. because I'm curious. Uh, there are some people out there that, that are listening that fall into the category, as as Zoke just pointed out, because Jason Harper over at uh, Queen City News posted this morning that he's married, right? He's married to a girl that he dated in the seventh grade. In the seventh grade. That's wow. so sweet. So there are people at, at both ends of the spectrum. Uh, some of you listening may be married or, or dating or whatever, be in a relationship with somebody that you've known basically all your dating or thinking about even— Like you never dated anybody yeah, else, Yeah, right. right. Or, or you may be married to somebody uh, or dating somebody that started out as a blind date that you didn't know at all. Mine Does wasn't a blind date, but I had to smooch a lot of frogs before I found a prince. I mean, I didn't smooch a lot of frogs, but— You smooch any chum along the way. <laughs> It took me because I, 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 I didn't meet Craig until I was twenty eight. I was twenty eight, I think. Sorry, I'm just uh, I, I built I built in time on this show now just to process things you say. <laughs> you kissed a lot of frogs. You just smooch a lot of frogs before you find your. That prince. is a saying. Yeah, because you know, like, Sanders said that before. You have prince, to kiss a lot of frogs before you find before you find your, your prince, prince before you find your Jim Zoki. Right. If if you're Sandra. Right. <laughs> if you've never been wrong, you said, then you don't know what. Of opportunity under each and every law. Of course. Mm-hmm. And if you've never been charmed, breaking, well, then you've never been handsome, friends, making. Here comes Beth. But you gotta slow down, turn around, bend down, 
kiss you a frog. <laughs> I love you have a song for that. Yeah, what is that? I, as soon as you Who said is it, that? I, that, that is my old friend Ed Kilborn. So I got, I got to use a song from him today, kiss and it, it fits. Now, we've been talking. It's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Um, but we were we got into this this subject of how do you celebrate Valentine's Day? And Beth, right out of the gate, kind of uh, throws one in our face. So we really don't do it. And if we do it, it's uh, occasionally. And when it is, it's with heart-shaped pizzas. A heart-shaped pizza contest. Yes. But it's okay in your house for you or Craig to not even acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah. We're, um, we are very lovey all the time. I'm a love 365 days of the year person. So, I, I, I mean, Valentine's Day to me is just kind of like, oh, it's a day that is on the 14th of February. Now, I think I think there are people out there that would say everything that you just said, would say it, mm-hmm. and then, you yep. know, in the in the privacy of your own home, uh, if it's if it's not acknowledged at all, then that is a, a sticking point for a lot of couples. Oh, like, like they in get other words, a fight? Well, I, I think there are people out there who would say, and, and back me up if you want to, or not, 704-570-1110, but could you actually get away with uh, and, and this is for people who've been dating or been married for a long time and not even acknowledging it at all. Like, like, are you like Beth and Craig that could basically have the day come and go and say nothing about it and go on to the next day? Because uh, I think when when push comes to shove, there's got to be something. So, I mean, even if it's the most minor thing of all, a card, just an acknowledgement, uh, even say party handshake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Craig just high fives me when I come in the yeah, door. <laughs> way to go, Valentine's Day. All right. February 14th. Ugh. Yeah. Matthew, you're on News Talk 1110 WBT. Hi. Yes. Good morning, guys. Good morning. So, Howdy. Um, you were talking about how you met your wife as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be just fate. Yeah. I was doing a uh, fundraiser in the military in Alabama at the Talladega Racetrack. That's cool. I met my wife in the October race and the May race as an usher out of 150,000 people. You met her twice? Just randomly? No, the second time wasn't actually as random. Well, yeah, because you had met her before. (laughs) Because you knew she was. (laughs) Yeah, but I I didn't get any information from her. Oh. It's just kind of like coincidence then. Yeah, it's it's open camping for for parking for you to stay overnight. Hmm. And I just picked my spot the day before, and this trailer comes in across the way. Happens to be her uh, her uncle, and he was former military. And I don't know if you know about parking at Talladega. He said, "Come on over, have a beer." <laughs> and then she walked out of the camper, like, "Hey, <laughs> that's that awesome!" Sounds like fate in the NASCAR yeah. infield. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's a great story there, Matthew. Thank you. And you know how I know it was a great story? Because Beth said, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. What's funny is I kept thinking about Talladega Nights and my smoking hot wife. <laughs> I was just thinking hey, Ricky about Ricky Bobby. I was thinking about him in his tidy whities going, help me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> All right. Look, 704-570-1110. Uh, are, are you... Is it true there are people out there, couples that don't even acknowledge Valentine's Day? I kind of want to know. For I want to hear from some. If there are any other, maybe I'm an anomaly. I want to know if there are other ladies like me oh, out wait. there. I know you're an anomaly, <laughs> but it's not because of this. <laughs> like, am I the only woman who doesn't? I don't. No, I don't they'll really call it care. now. Every time you take the path less traveled, like throwing peanuts into your coke, mm-hmm. the phones light up. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there are others that are. 
that like are just, you, kind, just of, yeah. kind of let the day pass by. I just want to let. I just love love all the time. So like this day, but of, not on the fourteenth. But not on the fourteenth. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need a card or roses or anything. But I think That's most okay. women that are listening, uh, if if Valentine and you're in a relationship and Valentine's Day uh, were to come and go with no acknowledgement, that would be a bit of a an issue. Oh. Now, yeah, like I said, maybe. maybe I'm wrong. I've been proven wrong many, many times on this show. It's one of the purposes of this show is to prove me wrong. Well, and some people absolutely <laughs> love Valentine's Day. It's like their favorite holiday. They prefer Valentine's Day to Christmas, to Easter. You know, it's like the day of love. Then they want to go dinner and balloons. And See, I know. think it's, it's, it's important to acknowledge event days and things like that. But I always tell Sandra, she's like, oh, I didn't. She's busier than I am. She works twice as long as I do. I said, I didn't get you anything. It's like, it's for you. I think Valentine should be like, I should get you something. I don't think she should get anything for uh, me, is what I'm saying. Oh, see, I view it as okay. a one way. Okay, you view it as the. Like, I think it's like chivalry in a way. It's like opening a door. What You know what I'm saying? Oh. It's meant to be that day. I don't think it has to be. Like, you shouldn't have to do anything. Oh, I shouldn't. Okay, cool. I'm not. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll agree with you that I, I, I don't care if anything's done for me on Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. No, I, but I really you, don't. People you feel are obligated say, to do something for your uh, wife? Absolutely. Now, that's now, how I feel. About I feel it. obligated to do something, but that's not, I mean, there have been days, there have been times when I've done bigger things and almost nothing, but something. That's where I'm saying if, it's, if it comes and goes and nothing is done, I think most guys would be in the doghouse because of that. That's how, how? I see it. Oh. I put no one in. Well, I mean, I, I, I would. I, I, the only thing that I would be sad about if Craig forgot to acknowledge would be my birthday. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, I'm not giving him. He's great. He's he's a lovely human. So I'm just lucky. You got chum pizza. What I, more I do get you want? chum pizza every four years. I was going to say <laughs> you know, periodically. <laughs> if we feel. Like- Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. WBT, breaking news. 722 on News Talk 1110 WBT. So the plan is for Nikki Haley to quote-unquote, launch her presidential campaign in Charleston, South Carolina later tomorrow. Mm -hmm. However, the breaking news is, in the online world, Nikki Haley has already made it official within the last 15 minutes. Railroad tracks divided the town by race. I was the proud daughter of Indian immigrants. Not black, not white. I was different. But my mom would always say, your job is not to focus on the differences, but the similarities. And my parents reminded me and my siblings every day how blessed we were to live in America. Some look at our past as evidence that America's founding principles are bad. They say the promise of freedom is just made up. Some think our ideas are not just wrong, but racist and evil. Nothing could be further from the truth. I have seen evil. In China, they commit genocide. In Iran, they murder their own people for challenging the government. And when a woman tells you about watching soldiers throw her baby into a fire, it puts things in perspective. Even on our worst day, we are blessed to live in America. I was born and raised in South Carolina. So I have seen the very best of our country. People here threw out the old, tired political establishment and demanded accountability for their tax dollars. 
Industry reports called us the beast of the Southeast, which I love. People came by the thousands for fresh starts. Moms and dads held their heads up high. Children learned that it was always it's a great day in South Carolina. It's a great day. It's a great day. A great day. A great day in South Carolina. We were strong. We were proud. And when evil did come, police in South Carolina are looking for a gunman following a shooting at a church. Several victims. We don't know the uh, severity. We turned away from fear toward God and the values that still make our country the freest and greatest in the world. We must turn in that direction again. Republicans have lost the popular vote in seven out of the last eight presidential elections. That has to change. Joe Biden's record is abysmal, but that shouldn't come as a surprise. The Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. It's time for a new generation of leadership to rediscover fiscal responsibility, secure our border, and strengthen our country, our pride, and our purpose. Some people look at America and see vulnerability. The socialist left sees an opportunity to rewrite history. China and Russia are on the march. They all think we can be bullied, kicked around. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. All right, no doubt that will be echoed tomorrow afternoon when she does the announcement in person in Charleston. But that right there, uh, and I felt it important to play the whole thing because that's the official launch and gives you an idea of what the face of this campaign and the message of this campaign. I kick back and I'm wearing heels. It hurts more if you're wearing heels. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to lie. That moment where she said that, that actually got me a little choked up. I got teary eyed because it's. I, I've always said that it's important to, to be able to see yourself in um, roles, uh, especially roles of leadership. And I, did, I didn't grow up with women running for president. I mean, I had Geraldine Ferraro as the first female vice presidential nominee. But um, now young girls are getting to see women running for president of the United States. And I hope that we get to see in my lifetime a woman as the president. But that was a great moment. And she hit all the talking points in that video, everything from policy to the new generation talking point. And then, you know, got that little dig at the end. It, she doesn't put up with bullies. And if you kick back, it hurts more if you're wearing heels. I'm going to start using that. And uh, doubling down on South Carolina. South Carolina was instrumental in Joe Biden being elected the last time around, thanks to the efforts in large part by Jim Clyburn. And South Carolina, as she termed it, the beast of the Southeast. Mm -hmm. And so in South Carolina, on the Democratic side of things, just moved to the top of the list as far as the uh, presidential uh, primary process. So there's a lot going on here. Uh, if you just joined us, the breaking news within the last 15 minutes, the official campaign video has hit uh, social media and online outlets launching the campaign of Nikki Haley. She'll do it in person in Charleston tomorrow afternoon. No doubt much more on this to come. Plus Mick Mulvaney's theory about how Trump is is 
reacting or will react to this and how he has so far, uh, that being the candidacy of Nikki Haley. Uh, poor Herb. He's been waiting forever. I know, Herb. Herb. I don't, I don't know, Herb. about to come to yep. you. But first. Love. Exciting and new. Got to set the scene, right? We're talking yeah. about Valentine's Day or lack thereof. Can you actually get away without acknowledging the day at all? Now, I have some uh, some other email and text responses to get to in a moment, but Herb, boy, you talk about perseverance. Uh, he waded through a Nikki Haley campaign announcement. Yeah, Herb, you're the <laughs> coolest listener ever. What's going on, Herb? Hey. Hey, no, that was great. Good morning, Bo. Good morning, Beth. Zoki. Morning. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I've known my wife since uh, I was in college, and um, once she told me her birthday was at the day after Valentine's, and that uh, she didn't really uh, care too much about Valentine's, except don't mess up her birthday since you know after easter christmas birthday um so that was more more important so i i get away with it I, once i brought her flowers and it was uh in college and she was suspect that uh why you're bringing me flowers what would you do so <laughs> i don't even bring her flowers anymore. oh wow what are you apologizing for herb <laughs> that's, that's hilarious like, oh, See Herb, you about flowers. you get you get at one extra day than the than the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So you oh, have yeah. one well, Mulligan day, but then you got to make sure that uh, that you, you. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, at least I get a break on the the rose roses price. You know. <laughs> yeah, you get them half off because it's the right. next day. <laughs> I didn't even yeah, think about like, that. I get a discount. They're not quite as fresh. Half but... off Valentine's candy. That's like a birthday oh, on yeah. December twenty sixth. You know, you get all yes. the sales the next day. I didn't think about that. And oh, yeah. it's easy to get a reservation for dinner on the fifteenth. That is true. Mm. Herb, you're yeah, living right. Herb, by chance, oh, is your yeah, wife's name large. is your wife's <laughs> name by any chance Peaches? <laughs> no, Not Peaches and Herb. <laughs> no, no, no. That would be no, too perfect. Uh, yeah, she takes a uh, day off, and it's like uh, it's uh, ritualistic. So it's very uh, much more sacred than uh, missing a Valentine's. In fact, I've missed a few Valentines. Okay. Can't miss a birthday. So, Herb, what's the plan for tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, she's gonna have a day at the spa. Aww. And, um, and uh, me and the boys will be staying at the hotel, so she can have a whole day without the boys. Oh, nice. Just enjoy her day. Look at you, Herb. Little, well done. Little suggestion: chump pizza. <laughs> chump pizza is always a fan favorite, but occasionally. Just every four Occasionally. Every All right, Herb, good call, man. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it, Herb. That's yeah, right. marry somebody whose birthday is like the day after, or maybe the day before Valentine's Get someone that looks at you like Herb looks at peaches. <laughs> <laughs> you got a built-in day, a built-in mulligan day, mm-hmm. and then, like Beth said, you get all the sales the next day. Yeah, you get all the half-off candy. Man, are you kidding me? Now, I guess that means that Herb's got to have double what the rest of us are, are expected to give, right? I also don't like the, 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 the Valentine's candy. I'm not a sweets person. Like, if you gave me French onion dip and potato chips for Valentine's, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be... <laughs> Happy holidays, chum pizza and French onion dip. And no one is surprised because uh, if you look, I can't. There's no way I can do justice to the reason why we were talking about chum in the in the six o'clock hour. But that's why we have a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I got a note here, a couple of them actually. I've got time here. It says, "Bo from Brandon, uh, my wife hates Valentine's Day, which works out great for me. We do nothing different. Like Beth, though, we are very loving and affectionate every day." Ah, oh, Brandon, I love it. Thank you. That's that's the way life should be. Just, you know what? Be lovey all the time. 
Candy for no reason. Make every day Valentine's Day. Chips and dip for no reason. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the romance is flowing. I feel like we need the love boat theme oh, for that more, one. More ra- well, no, how about Chips this? and dips are flowing. How about this? Waka waka. This is actually playing into what you said to Herb there, Zoke. That's right. Uh, let's see. You should call her Peaches. It's just like a nickname. Yeah. Scott says, my wife says Valentine's Day is a Hallmark holiday and that she loves me 365 and doesn't need a commercialized holiday reminder. I married a very practical woman. Yes. Not practical. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, okay. I uh, just got another one, but I can't say that one on the air. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> Which is just blowing everyone's mind based on what we've said so far. I know. Today. I was like, yeah. what can we not say? It must be really bad if you can't say it. Yeah. Hold on, John Moore. Let me, let me have one more, a little more peaches. There we go. <laughs> Heart shaped pizzas for everybody. And chips and dip. French onion dip. Every four years. <laughs> just like the Olympics. <laughs> Boy, I'm telling you one thing. There's not another morning show in the country that's celebrating Valentine's Day like us. <laughs> or ignoring it like we are. <laughs> or Herb postponing it till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. Yeah, to each their own. Brett Winterbull. Yo. How the heck are you? <laughs> Welcome. You know what? When people say, how the heck are you, is the appropriate answer, I'm the heck great. What are you, what are you supposed to say back I'm to that? I, having I, a heck of a good time. I just oh. I said it on a spot one time, and Bernie thinks it's the funniest thing ever. Every time he hears it, he's, how the, I'm Bo Thompson. How the heck are you? Good Which, morning. I really don't say that to people that often. I just did that time. Uh, so, just bust, bust that out when know. you're in church or something. Hey, how the heck are you? I mean, it's like, uh, you know, Bo Thompson, damn glad to meet you. I, I don't know. You know? I don't say that either, except every once in a while. Artie uh, Fufkin, Polymer <laughs> Records. Go ahead and kick me. Milt, Milt, Milt Butterworth, defender of the common man. Milt Butterworth. And if you know the movie that came from, I don't believe you. Uh, I want to play some breaking news we had within the last 30 minutes here that I want to get your reaction to. We yeah. played the, the full online video message. I'm going to play you the very last few uh, moments of it here. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. Now, Nikki Haley is scheduled to make the, uh, you know, the big in-person crowd-sourced uh, yeah. Announcement in uh, Charleston tomorrow afternoon, mm-hmm. but the uh, the three and a half minute, and we played the whole thing just to give everybody context because after all, this is a former governor of of South Carolina. We know Correct. her well around here, uh, and so she's officially in the race as of uh, about thirty minutes ago. Yeah, uh, we we expected this was coming. We actually thought I think we thought it was going to come tomorrow, but it's uh, coming today, and. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't know about that last line about the kicking in heels kind of a thing. Oh, I love it. I mean, I don't, I mean, I... It gave uh, me cold chills, Brett Winterbull. It gave me cold chills. There was uh, something that I just, because it, it's kind of snarky, but it's great. But, but who's the bully? Who's she talking about that's the bully? Is it is it Trump? Is it Biden? Is it the press? Is it's it everybody. The it's everybody. everybody that's, everybody's the bully? It's everybody who's bullying her. Anybody that comes in and is a bully. 
Okay. Let don't me be you. mean. The Do whole you... point is don't be mean. Don't be mean. Well, don't be mean and, and I won't the, kick the, you with a stiletto. The, the other point is the other point is is that she's going to hit back. And uh, yeah. so that's going to be uh-huh. hit back about whoever is I mean if she's in a, in the primary in, mm-hmm. on a debate stage, mm-hmm. uh, the hitting back part right now uh, it's been well chronicled that she and President Trump have a cordial relationship at the moment and had a phone call and he gave his uh, quote unquote blessing to this, but if she's doubling down on the hitting back, uh, that's that's going to get interesting as we get closer to uh, you know the the, the, the debate yeah. time. Okay, so let me ask this question. When you you listened to and watched the entire release, right? The entire what, two yeah. three minute release. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did she mention China or the China balloons or anything like that? Not she the mentioned balloons. China, but not the balloons themselves. Right. Is, is there an indi- do we believe that this is a contemporary thing? Like, was this recorded uh, on a sound stage? Uh, you know, two two weeks ago, two months ago, something like that. Because because here's what I would have done, and and it's easy for me to critique this because I'm not running. Uh, for for president, and I've never been the governor of South Carolina, though I would, I would aspire to that at some point, maybe. No, um, here's the thing. You heard it here first. I, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I, here's 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 the thing. I would make a bunch of contemporary references in the announcement. Okay, I would say. We've all felt uncertain. We see the chaos at the border. We see the chaos uh, with China and these balloons and who knows what else is coming next. Da 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 da. Because that would connect with the specific challenges that people are feeling right right now. And and I would hope that moving forward, like if she wants to really go after Trump, she ought to produce videos like every five, six, ten days with updates and positions. If somebody wants to run for president, you've got to be omnipresent uh, and, and you've got to be available in people's minds. You can't just make the announcement and then you're off to Cincinnati. I mean, you've got to make the announcement and then reinforce it with commentary and takes in real time, because that's what Trump's going to do. Trump's going to come out and he's going to he'll he'll lambaster out on Truth Social, uh, you know, at, at like four o'clock this afternoon and try to steal all of her mojo. And, and I think that you, if you're going to fight with Trump, it's going to be more than kicking him in the shins. You, you, you got to you got to throw him up against the wall and, and pin him. She ought to be speaking about stuff that he's not comfortable talking about. And, and that's that's the that's the, the strategy that well, I would advise. Her. I'll tell you what she did strategically that she was comfortable yeah. doing that Trump can't do. Is What's she that? in in her, in that video? She talked about. Um, the world with compassion. And that is a big, I think, selling point that we've been missing in Mm. politics, especially Mm. in the last, you know, eight to 10 years. She Mm. talked about how we're lacking perspective because Mm. we're not looking at things through a global lens. Like she talked about what it was like what it's like to be a citizen of Iran, what happens when they commit genocide in in China. And then she talked about seeing, you know, listening to a a woman in Afghanistan talk about the, you know, I think it was, she said, like the Taliban throwing a baby into a fire. Like she talked about what it's like to look at the world through a lens of compassion. Hugely important. That I appreciate. Hugely, hugely important. However, we've got 5 million people who have crossed the border and are continuing to cross the border. We've got a lot of challenges. We've got inflation. We've got energy. We've got Palatine. Uh, Palestine, uh, 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 Ohio. Ohio. I mean, we got a lot of stuff. Now, if she's going to run on the world uh, record, that's not what America's looking for right now. America's looking for uh, the people in East St. Louis and uh, uh, folks uh, in Shiraz and people uh, up on in Provincetown. This is where people want to see stuff about America. We are generous. Like, we know that already. 
But um, th this is going to be an interesting thing if because that's her that's her area of expertise, right? United Nations, international stuff. That, that's going to be that's going to be something that I think she's going to get blasted. She over. also made a point in the video uh, to double down on her uh, accomplishments as governor of South ah, Carolina. One, great move. One great particular move. point was uh, showing news coverage and, uh, you know, arm in arm with people like Tim Scott in the days yep. after mm -hmm. the shootings in Charleston. Yes. Um, Smart. She, she also Smart. said uh, that uh, she called South Carolina the beast of the southeast. Mm -hmm. Uh, she also pointed out that seven uh, out of uh, ten losses uh, to the Republicans have, have they've lost seven out of ten times the popular vote uh, for the White House in previous elections. So uh, there's a lot to unpack, and I know that uh, you'll be yeah. talking about this more this afternoon Probably. on yeah. the Brett Winterbull Show, you three o'clock. We'll talk right. to you then. Looking forward to it. All right, Bo and Beth here. Uh, we are almost eight o'clock here. Talk 1110 WBT. Are we really going to go down this road next hour on Valentine's Day? Are we going to ask Brett Jensen to give out uh, dating tips? Yeah, I think that would be very helpful for people. Like, this is what you should not do. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Shots fired. Good thing he doesn't listen ever. I know, because you have no idea. <laughs> I'm kidding, Brett Jensen. Jensen, uh, I just spent the weekend in uh, Arizona, went to the Super Bowl and went to uh, the, the Waste Management Open and he's gonna, event. And we're going to ask him about it, and he's going to like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true. He's going to say like, eh, it was a Super Bowl. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> uh, he did uh, post some, uh, he did tweet some stuff, which I am waiting to ask him about. But he'll be with us uh, coming up next hour. Uh, for the moment here, now you didn't actually see this. I did not get to see this, no. This being... Halftime, Sunday night. Now, I was surprised that you had never heard this particular thing about Super Bowl halftime performers. Oh, did you know this? Uh, I, I, yeah, and what she's talking about is most of the time... And in modern times, the uh, the act that plays the Super Bowl halftime does not get paid for doing that. So even I, I knew that one. You knew this one too. Because I was, they make so much money afterwards. I was yesterday years old when I learned this. <laughs> I I honestly had no idea that that people didn't get paid. But yeah, I get that they would make tons of money off of post NFL, you know album sales and that kind of thing it's basically a huge advertisement for themselves that they get for well yeah that but that could be you know the nfl is probably making a ton of money off of them from the the people who are tuning of in course. just for the halftime show so this was interesting i was uh, this morning years old uh this is again the third highest rated super bowl of all time 100 or tv show of all time i should say uh, number one was another Super Bowl, but this was 113 million viewers. The highest rated part of the game was halftime, not the game. So think about that. They're making money off of Rihanna, and yet she didn't get paid. I mean, they, according to this article, again, I was yesterday years old when I sent Bo this and was like, I'm so shocked. <laughs> according to the article that was in People, they do pay for your associated expenses. So, like, they'll fly you out there, yes. I guess, and, like, put you up in a hotel and pay to build the stage and that kind of thing. But does that mean as well, if she's not getting paid, does that mean all of her backup dancers, like everybody's volunteering for this gig? And in that case, like, because the, the, the backup dancers aren't going to make money off of the Super Bowl. 
I don't well, know that one. Well, right? here, according to People Magazine, uh, this is what uh, an, an assistant, actually the manager for Bruce Springsteen, uh, said about the process in 2009 when asked about the whole halftime performance situation. Quote, they gave me 10 minutes worth of bullet points about how big the Super Bowl is. It's the number one show on Jupiter and Mars. It's number one with women. It's number one with people who don't brush their teeth. I don't know what that means. Uh, there's number. There's a one. There's a one dollar. Uh, I'm sorry. There's one billion dollars transacted. I remember them saying that. And so. She, in turn, said, I have one question. What do you get paid to be part of the biggest show in the history of the universe? What does the artist get? Earnings for the show for Bruce and the band, zero. But it was beautifully produced. Bruce and the band were sensational, and we loved it. Until you're there, you can't comprehend how many people uh, actually work on that show. The outlet reported that Springsteen was given a $1 million budget for his show, but in the years since, as the performances have gotten bigger and bigger, some artists have taken uh, to funding the shows out of their own pocket to uh, you know, make sure it goes the, the way that they really want. Paid. So if they have a budget, if they have a budget for the show, then I would imagine they would budget money for like the backup dancers and stuff. Okay, I feel better. I feel better about that, but I'm still shocked because if you're Rihanna or you know last year it was Eminem and Jay-Z and people were was Jay-Z there? No, I can't remember. He was uh, in the building. He but, was in the building. But, but he did not. A lot of people thought he would perform yeah. because, you know, he's on that that umbrella song. Right, right. But he did not. But you you, you would think um they're so huge already because Rihanna's a billionaire. I guess she doesn't need the money to get paid, but she also doesn't need the money that she would make off of the Super Bowl. So, I, you know, I, I would perform at the Super Bowl for free. So, NFL, if you want me to come do the halftime show, I'd absolutely do it for free. So, <laughs> but no one would want to watch that. To your uh, question. Oh, there. I would watch that. While <laughs> while Rihanna was not paid Beth for Beth is her. on the halftime of the Super Bowl. I'm watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this whole show today has been what we would have done if Beth was the star of the halftime show. Tune in to the most awkward halftime show ever. <laughs> While Rihanna was not paid for her contributions, the professional dancers beside her were, at least according to a statement uh, from uh, SAG, uh, they, they gave uh, the L.A. Times, uh, SAG, AFTRA, and the producers of the Super Bowl halftime show have met and had open and frank discussions and have agreed that no professional dancers will be asked to work for free as part of the halftime show. Uh, as a, uh, let's see, as a union, they believe all working participants should be paid and compensated for their labor. So that's part of that budget. Yeah. The, the part of the budget that goes for e the show itself. Everybody gets taken care of. But it's, isn't it bizarre that a show that huge and a, a, a production that big that, that I mean, what, the, the advertisers are paying millions of dollars for these 30-second spots and they don't pay Rihanna or they don't pay Bruce Springsteen or they don't pay Prince or but, they don't but pay... But the number of downloads and all the stuff they yeah. get paid for after think the fact of, is huge. Think about Rihanna. Rihanna hasn't had a hit in five years. She's been off of the performing stage for about that long. And now, uh, all of a sudden, I mean, you, you, we all know that uh, I don't even have to look at iTunes right now, but I guarantee you, Rihanna downloads are in the top 10. I mean, the, the, the sheer number of people that watch this that don't care about football, that don't, I mean, you have all, you have people who only watch for the commercials, who only watch for the halftime show, who only watch for the football, and that all, that's why the Super Bowl is what it is. In fact, Bruce Springsteen just sold another album while we were talking about him. While we were talking Not about a download, him. but a record album. Do you know who I bet started this trend of not paying the halftime people? The up with the people people. They oh didn't get gosh. paid. Started the trend. Well, there were so many of them. It started the trend. The up with people.
Oh, up with people. The, the up with people. The, the up Ohio with State people. University. <laughs> up with people started the trend, and it well, there's like stuck. ten thousand of them. How would you? They each get like five dollars. Well, it's like it's like Rihanna. But that they set it. They set the standard. So they were the halftime show people that didn't get paid, and they're like, well, we're not going to pay Rihanna now. <laughs> Wonder what their attitude was being up with people. <laughs> we're not getting paid. Oh, gee, what a chip. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're up with people. Here's another question. Here's another question. Who would you like to see perform at halftime that hasn't done it yet? Like, who's left? I can think Taylor of Taylor Swift. Yeah, I, that's the one I can think the big. <laughs> wow. Did I, just, did I just yell that? Don't bother calling. You know, we, we, ha- we, we have got our answer. We have microphones. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I'm very sad. You know how microphones work, don't yeah. you? <laughs> no. <laughs> You know the red, what the red light means. Apparently not today. 813 on News Talk 1110 WBT. And uh, now it has a red with a strobe light after that. After, after the way uh, she came at it there. What? Taylor Swift! <laughs> yes. WBT. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This is continuing coverage on News Talk 1110, 99.3 WPT, breaking news. Breaking news on this Tuesday, February 14th, just a horrible story. Deadly mass shooting at Michigan State University in East Lansing last night. A gunman shot eight people, killing three, critically injuring five others. The uh, police deputy there, the deputy chief, uh, saying that the suspects, a 43-year-old African-American man who did take his own life. Uh, there is a, a news conference, Beth Troutman, going on right now uh, in East Lansing. You have Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitner at the podium. We're going to join some of that. The community is reeling today. I want to start by thanking law enforcement, including the Michigan State University Police, the Michigan State Police, the FBI, all of our local agencies, first responders, local departments, and officers as far away as Oakland County for their efforts last night. I also want to thank the incredible medical professionals at Sparrow who are working hard to care for those injured, as well as all the community members that shared tips so that um, our law enforcement could act. We mourn the loss of beautiful souls today and pray for those who are continuing to fight for their lives. Every Spartan student, parent, and staff member should know that Michiganders and Americans everywhere are thinking of you today. President Biden and I spoke last night. He pledged his support and the thoughts of an entire nation. And we will work together to do what is necessary to help MSU community heal. We're all broken by an all too familiar feeling. Another place that is supposed to be about community and togetherness, shattered by bullets and bloodshed. We know this is a uniquely American problem. Today is the fifth anniversary of the Parkland shooting. We're mere weeks past the Lunar New Year shooting at a dance hall, and a few months past a shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde. And looking back at a year marked by shootings at grocery stores, parades, and so many other ordinary, everyday situations, we cannot keep living like this. Our children are scared to go to school. People feel unsafe in their houses of worship or local stores. 
Too many of us scan rooms for exits when we enter them. And many of us have gone through the grim exercise of figuring out who our last call would be to. Last night, a lot of kids on this campus made those calls. They worried for their lives and for their friends, for their fellow Spartans. Parents across Michigan were on pins and needles, calling their kids to tell them that they love them. As parents, we tell our kids, it's gonna be okay. We say that all the time. But the truth is, words are not good enough. We must act and we will. But today, let's hold the MSU and East Lansing communities close. And let's think of the families and friends of those who have lost, those fighting for their lives, and the countless Michiganders whose lives are forever changed by yesterday's shooting. We will get through this together. And we will do it with the full support of the state of Michigan and the U.S. federal government. And with that, I would like to hand this over to our Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin. You're listening to live coverage on WBT. That's Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of uh, Michigan. Uh, this is a news conference going on in East Lansing following uh, the uh, tragic shooting last night of eight people, uh, three people killed, uh, five uh, critically injured. And again, let's rejoin this press conference. Calling in tips constantly with a, a just a, an unbelievable, unbelievably difficult area of environment to navigate. Uh, law enforcement did an incredible job. We had hundreds respond from across the state. Um, and I just, I think it's a testament um, to those who hold the thin blue line for us, the ones that hesitate or do not hesitate um, when we need them. Um, and I think we should recognize how desperately needed they were last night um, in an arc society in general. Um, I want to thank the doctors and nurses and staff at Sparrow Hospital. They were on it. Um, no one wants to live through a mass shooting like this, but they were prepared and they handled it with grace and humanity. Um, as the representative of Oxford, Michigan, I cannot believe that I am here again doing this 15 months later. And I am filled with rage that we have to have another press conference to talk about our children being killed in their schools. And I would say that you either care about protecting kids or you don't. You either care about having an open, honest conversation about what is going on in our society or you don't. But please don't tell me you care about the safety of children if you're not willing to have a conversation about keeping them safe in a place that should be a sanctuary. Now, the Spartan community is incredibly uh, connected and proud. We've already seen people come together. But for me, the most haunting picture of last night was watching the cameras pan through the crowds and seeing a young person wearing an Oxford Strong sweatshirt. The sweatshirts that were handed out after those kids lived through a school shooting 15 months ago. And we have children in Michigan who are living through their second school shooting in under a year and a half. If this is not a wake-up call to do something, I don't know what is. In the meantime, I feel confident that our law enforcement is doing everything that they can to understand the situation. I'm thrilled that federal law enforcement is on scene bringing their resources to the fight. <clears throat> we're not gonna rest until we understand, but I, I think the fact that we're having this conference so quickly after another mass shooting in our state should be a statement in and of itself. And that conference uh, happening there in East Lansing, Michigan, uh, the governor, uh, you heard her moments ago, three dead, five injured, uh, the latest mass shooting in America.
Heartbreaking news out of East Lansing, Michigan this morning. You just heard the press conference or parts of it with Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. And uh, just unfortunately, the latest headline of mass gun violence in America. Three people dead, five people injured at a Michigan State University shooting last night on campus there. We know that all three of those who died were Michigan State University students. We also know that the 43-year-old suspect not affiliated uh, with Michigan State. Mm -hmm. Uh, More details are coming out. Obviously, this is something to uh, to stay with WBT uh, about for the rest of the day, but uh, felt it important to cover uh, some of the opening moments of that press conference. And, you know, what more can you say? I mean, a, a heavy heart. Uh, and we're talking about a, a tragedy here with with uh, with with kids. I mean, you you heard the governor there talking about uh, our desire to protect our children and tell them that it's going to be OK when, in fact, we don't know that it's going to be OK. Right. Uh, and it's harder and harder to ensure uh, that it's OK. And as we're talking about our kids, I, I, I want to uh, take a moment um, I hope this is okay with you, Beth, but people uh, know that you weren't with us yesterday, and I said periodically throughout the show yesterday it was a pre-arranged day off. We knew you weren't going to be here, um, but I want to talk just for a moment because I think it speaks to, to who you are, uh, where you were this weekend. Um, you had a friend who you once worked with who lives on the West Coast, so you flew to L.A. this past weekend to support uh, she and her husband and their family who are, are going through a uh, an unspeakable situation, and uh, I just finished talking about an unspeakable situation with college students, and this this goes even younger than that. Oh, yes. Um, you know, there are times in life where I believe that it's important to show up, no matter how far you need to travel or, um, you know, how much time you need to give. There are times that you just show up for the people that you love so that you can offer love um, and support. And uh, my dear friend, I used to work with her when I lived on uh, the West Coast, when I lived in Los Angeles. And we've been friends for more than 20 years now. And she and her um, husband, who I've also grown very, very close to, they tragically lost their four-year-old daughter um, unexpectedly. And uh, it has just been heartbreaking and uh, gut-wrenching. And I I traveled to, to Los Angeles so that I could be there for their daughter's um, memorial service, her celebration of life, which they held on what would have been her fifth birthday. And I, I, I just, I wanted to, in moments like these, there are times where you don't have the right words to say, and you know that there are no words that can help, because I don't think the words exist to heal um, the kind of broken heart that comes from the loss of a child. Uh, you know, the, the, the best thing that I could do was show that I hurt with them and that I was I, I wanted them to know that there are people who do love who do love them and will be there for them and will grieve with them. Because I know when heartbreak happens, um, you feel lost and you feel alone and you feel um, broken and, and you feel like all of the love has been taken from the world. And the the only thing that helps is to pour love um, into some of the the open wounds that are there. Um, I, I don't know that I'm even saying that uh, correctly, but you're 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 kind to say that um, that that has anything to do with uh, with who I am as as a person. I, I I just you know for me it was really just important to to show up because I know when 
when I have grieved, like when I lost my mother, I, you're you're in a fog and you're in this space that you don't know how to to uh, make sense of of the things that are happening in the world and and but what you do remember is the love you remember who shows up. Well, I know there are people listening that have gone through things similar to what we're talking about. Uh, we hear from people all of the time, and this station has very, very far reach. But I think it's important uh, also to spotlight moments that you're going through, that I'm going through, that Zoke's going through, and our, our team here, uh, because there's sometimes where you use the 50,000 watts here to sort of support each other. And I, I and people wonder when you're not here, where's Beth yeah, today? Yeah. Well, Beth was doing uh, the only thing she knew to do this weekend to support uh, somebody who lives on the other side of the of the country. But you and I were having that conversation about uh, what are you going to do when you get there? I'm just going to be there. And sometimes uh, you go you go places like this to support people with no there's no plan. It's just right. to be in close proximity. I told the story on the air not too long ago. Uh, I went to the funeral uh, of a good friend of my brother's, but he was a friend of the family. His brother uh, took his own life when he was in, I think he was just out of high school, early college age. Shock to everybody. Mm. Uh, we went up there to the, the uh, funeral, and it was massive. And that's not unusual when you have a young a child young person, that dies. Yeah. And I remember we got to uh, the service and we couldn't even get in the building. But I remember it always uh, sort of stayed with me that we actually it was it was completely silent. And you had probably as many people outside the building, the sanctuary, mm -hmm. um, uh, as you did inside. Mm -hmm. But everybody just felt important not even to be inside, but to be, if you couldn't be inside, to be outside and in close proximity. To be present. Just to be close to the family, even if you didn't see them. Uh, because the bottom line is years go by and, and wounds heal to a degree or at least you move on with life. But you remember when people were there for you. Right. And I think it's what, especially coming out of even having the conversation about what's going on in Michigan right now, what we need more of in this world is the outpouring of love to each other. And we need actually, and I'm glad that you brought up this conversation, Bo, because we need to have more conversations that involve love and involve kindness because people are forgetting how to do that, how to just pour out love instead of the opposite, which is what we're seeing and hearing more about. WBT. The railroad tracks divided the town by race. I was the proud daughter of Indian immigrants. Not black, not white. I was different. But my mom would always say, your job is not to focus on the differences, but the similarities. And my parents reminded me and my siblings every day how blessed we were to live in America. Some look at our past as evidence that America's founding principles are bad. They say the promise of freedom is just made up. Some think our ideas are not just wrong, but racist and evil. Nothing could be further from the truth. And what you're listening to is a message about three and a half China, minutes long, which debuted on uh, social media and uh, all the regular online platforms for Nikki Haley uh, within the last uh, hour and a half. And she has officially online launched her presidential campaign. And you're saying, well, wait a minute. I thought that announcement was coming on Wednesday in Charleston. Well, I guess in front of the crowd it is. But uh, for all intents and purposes, she's official now.
In fact, I know so, Beth Troutman, because I'm looking at her Twitter page, and the banner at the top says, Nikki Haley for president. Text Nikki to 48324. So it has begun. It has officially begun. I, I want to point out, too, that there is a moment at the very end of that where she uh, talks about bullies. And then she said she doesn't, you know, she doesn't back down to bullies, and it always hurts when you kick back if you're wearing heels. <laughs> it hurts more when you kick back if you're wearing heels. A great moment, uh, a great way to say, like, I'm a woman, and I'm running for president. So to that point, uh, let's pick it up. Uh, this is about the last uh, 45 seconds or so. In that direction again. Republicans have lost the popular vote in seven out of the last eight presidential elections. That has to change. Joe Biden's record is abysmal, but that shouldn't come as a surprise. The Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. It's time for a new generation of leadership to rediscover fiscal responsibility, secure our border, and strengthen our country, our pride, and our purpose. Some people look at America and see vulnerability. The socialist left sees an opportunity to rewrite history. China and Russia are on the march. They all think we can be bullied, kicked around. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. Nikki Haley, stand for America, says the new logo. Uh, that's what it reads across the screen, the screen there. And uh, like I said, it's now official. Uh, there'll be more pomp and circumstance tomorrow in Charleston. But the announcement we thought was coming in uh, 24 or about 36 hours is is here right this moment. It's a, it's a well-produced uh, video with the way the music builds throughout it. I mean, I'm saying this as a person who, uh, you know, has created videos over the course of my lifetime and, and in news stories. It's a, a well-produced um package and she she touches on a lot of the things that um, Americans are concerned about everything from the economy to China to um, the border and and I, I get I got I got cold chills just because I do think it's important for especially young girls to see women running for president I didn't have that when I was a young girl and I'm not sure that I thought hey I could be president of the United States someday um, and I love that because people like Nikki Haley, run young girls look at this and say hey that could be me that could be me at some point and well I, I love that and you and i of course uh being close to the same age think the first female political figure we remember was geraldine ferraro yeah running with walter mondale can you imagine geraldine ferraro ever saying i'll kick back and i'll have heels on right it's a it's a and it's she it's a to her point of of hitting on that talking point of a new generation of leadership it's even a new generation of of talking about being a woman. Like, there's something great about that. Well, and she's not really going to kick people with heels on. But it's, she's it's saying metaphorical. that uh, if you say something uh, to me, I'm going to I'm going to come back. I'm strong. I'm going to. And it's interesting because we're all thinking, OK, who are the two presidential candidates that are officially declared mm -hmm. now? Officially this morning, Nikki Haley joins Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. OK, so we know that Donald Trump has spoken to Nikki Haley in recent days. She said she called them and he, uh, quote unquote, gave his blessing to her running said she should do it. 
Interestingly enough, I was talking to Mick Mulvaney, who used to work for uh, Donald Trump, the president, yesterday, and this was his thought on Nikki Haley. I got a new theory on this one, by the way. Okay. Uh, and the theory originally was that, you know, she was going to, she announced, was going to announce because she had, they had determined she wasn't going to be vice president, that Trump has made a decision he's going to pick a, a woman as his vice president, and she was on the list, and that somehow it got out that she wasn't on the list, and that therefore she's got nothing to lose by running against him, because no one, you think that Trump would never pick somebody who ran against him. He sees that as being somewhat disloyal. But then he didn't attack her, and I, and I said that, and they said, people said, well, why didn't he attack her? And I'm like, well, he didn't attack her, because he usually attacks one person at a time. He goes after Ron DeSantis, and if he can get DeSantis out of the race, then he move on to the next target. That's how he's very methodical about it. But I have okay. a new theory about this. Before you say that, not only did he not attack her, but she has now told the story about he called her, or she called him, and he essentially gave her the blessing to run. Exactly. There's a poll out over the weekend that shows that Ron DeSantis beats Donald Trump head-to-head, but that Donald Trump beats Ron DeSantis with Nikki Haley in the race. So I'm wondering, the cynic in me, I don't know if it's cynic, it's a politician in me, is wondering, I wonder if there isn't some sort of deal in place that Trump blessed this and said, you get in the race because you're going to take away more from DeSantis. And if I end up winning, then because you did me this favor, I will make you my vice president. I thought that was absolutely fascinating. Um, uh, and be curious to see how it shakes out. Uh, by the way, so that's Mick Mulvaney on wow. this show yesterday. And now 24 hours later, she's officially in. Going to be interesting, that's for sure. Wow. You know, it, Trump definitely has enough in his very solid base, you know, like a base of 30 percent of people who will vote for him regardless, mm-hmm. that the more people that the, that are in that Republican race, those votes get diluted and his 30 percent base puts him over the top. Two, it's an interesting theory. Two candidates now official. And the question is, what's going on behind the scenes, if anything? I can tell you that uh, front and center next hour, Brett Jensen, fresh from Arizona. He went to the Super Bowl, and uh, we will talk to him about his adventures and more. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. about Tuesdays, it takes a bow and a Beth to bring in a Brett for the 9 o'clock hour. And not just Brett Jensen, not just breaking Brett Jensen, but fresh off a Super Bowl vacation, Brett Jensen. In fact, uh, we were the first uh, people you've talked to since you've been back here here on the air, right? Uh, I, I did Winter Bowl yesterday. We're the second people that you've talked to since yeah. you've been back. Yeah, but he, he didn't ask a lot about the Super Bowl. So, yeah, we'll be, this will be the first time we've actually discussed it. Well, w- welcome yeah. back. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. You were saying last week that uh, you've been a lot of places, done a lot of things, but have not checked off the bucket list next to Super Bowl yet. Yeah, and so now the only thing left is the British Open and Millionaire's Row at the Kentucky Derby. Uh, oh, can I go with you to that? That's, I, those are the only two things. I will, I will, I will don a hat just for you, and maybe a gingham dress. Yeah, you would have to have a hat. I think those are required. I think it is required at this point. Yeah, and you have to go from person to person and say, "Do you like my hat? I like that hat. Do you like my no?" Uh, <laughs> people who have uh, kids 
Just and flashback to a go dog go. Drink mint juleps. Yes. Oh, in abundance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a lot of gambling. So what? So uh, you you checked this off. I just spoke very loudly just then. Um, you checked this off of your bucket list. Was it everything that you hoped that a Super Bowl would be? The the game. Well, thank goodness the game was incredible and exciting until the very last play of the game. Um, but it was almost anticlimactic from all the events that were taking place in Scottsdale and Phoenix and Tempe and Glendale and Mesa all around Phoenix the entire week. I mean, it was just nonstop. Everywhere you turned around, there were celebrities. And, I mean, I ran into celebrities at the airport. All right, most famous celebrity that you hobnobbed with? Uh, that I actually hobnobbed with. What does hobnobbing mean? That you actually hung out with them in your? Is that what hobnobbing? Would yeah. that be hobnobbing? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, no. So well, no. There was there, there was I mean there was there was quite a few that I spoke to for I don't know like five ten minutes if you consider that hobnobbing, um, but like Mackenzie Hughes, I he's a PJ golfer like he's a he's like the fiftieth <laughs> he's the fiftieth ranked player in the world, and I didn't know this I had no idea. He lives down in Ballantyne. Oh. And cool. we hung out for a while. And oh, that's him? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. And hung out with him. Had it. He's like, my kid's five years old. They're getting ready to start Charlotte Latin. And, like, like we just had a nice, long conversation. And that was really – and I had that's no lovely. idea. Yeah. And, you know, and so we had a nice time talking with him. And then a lot of uh, some famous people off of ESPN and Sports Center. I talked to Steve Levy for, God, a very long time. Um, smoking cigars with him, and then a lot of ex-NFL players. There were a couple of celebrities that I ran into at the airport. Did you run into Adele? I did not, uh, because she and her uh, boy are boy toy are on different levels. Her boyfriend. Who's her boyfriend? I don't know. Her boyfriend is LeBron James's agent. Oh. And has they've been dating for since her divorce. Yeah, yeah, and they've been at least a year, maybe two years now, a year and a half. And they're at a whole different level stratosphere. Yeah, they, they don't hang out with us commoners. Um, so, no, I did not see it down. Okay. I don't even know when she got into town. Um, but, yeah, the, but there were a few celebrities that I ran into that I saw, like, at the airport. And I actually spoke to one of them. So I was like, oh, hey, because were, we were going through the security line right at the exact same time. They were right in front of me. I was like, oh, wait, I know who you are. Oh, okay. Hey, how's it going? Best thing that you did that was not going, to, not the game itself. But you were there for, what, three, four days? Yeah, I got in Wednesday. So um, what was so the highlight of the trip outside of the game? Um, second night, Thursday night, I mean, the golf was, like, my favorite thing. I loved the golf thing out there. The, the craziest golf tournament in the world. Um, that was outstanding. You know, got into the suites at 16, 17, and 18, which are extremely difficult to get into. Now, the Waste Management Open, which is what it is, why do people say – I know to a degree, but everybody listening may not understand. What, what separates this? What makes it uh, so unique from all the other ones? Because it's more like a football game. There's never, the, there, there's never quiet. Mm-hmm. There's in the, in the suites surrounding that, there's loud, like, thumping dance music nonstop. Just, it's like a, it's almost, I mean, I want to say disco from 1970, but that's almost like it's Studio 54 almost. But and go- it's cheering. But they the golfers cheer. don't expect you, the, the golfers don't no. expect everybody no. to be quiet. No, they know what they're in for when they go there. And let's put this in perspective. At Quail Hollow, at Wells Fargo, at the tournament, at the PGA Championship, 
on the busiest day, there might be 35,000 people most at the golf tournament here. Like, they cap the tickets. On Friday and Saturday, each day, there were 220,000 people. Hmm. It's I, I used to live there. I, I, I went to the Waste Management Open um, a couple of times, and it, it's like a uh, it's like a fraternity party. It is. It's a frat party. And and they, everywhere. And when the golfers hit, it is it is like you are listening to an NFL game, or or it's not the like pip pip good shot. Nothing. No, no, pip, 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 good shot. It's not like, oh. no, it's not. The hushed voices. So the famous hole, the, one of the most famous holes in the entire world is number 16, where this there's a stadium built around this entire par three. It's like 140 yards long. An entire stadium built all the way around it, and it never stops being quiet or being loud. And most people aren't even watching. But those who are, if the golfer hits the shot and it does not land and stay on the green, they get booed. Yeah, like you've got just on that one hole is mm-hmm. twenty thousand people. There's think about that twenty thousand on just one hole, and they're yelling and booing, and it's 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 insane, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely fantastic, and all the golfers love it, and they know what they're in for when they go there, and they know not to expect quiet, like Beth said, and you know. Well, I have a question yeah. about that when we come back, and we've got more to talk about, not just the trip, but things that happened while you were on the trip and things that happened today. Good morning, PT. So you don't wear headphones. Can you? you yeah, can I least? can hear it. No, okay. I heard every bit of it. I can still hear. What should be familiar then? Does it sound familiar to you? Oh, is it that girl that I saw? <laughs> What's her name? Well, Lainey? Girl from Yellowstone Lainey. is how I know her. Something Lainey? So, uh, so Jensen tweets, first tweet I saw from your trip out west. Mm. So I'm now at a country concert with backstage passes, and I've never heard of any of these people, though Lainey Wilson sounds somewhat familiar. In case you can't tell, I'm not a country music person. This is the uh, the biggest hit going by Lainey Wilson right now, Heart Like a Truck. So yeah. you should have heard this last week. I, I, they all sound the same. Um, <laughs> they really do. I but just love it. I'm backstage. I have no no idea who these I had, people are. I truly had no idea who they were. We walked up, and there was the big marquee. And I'm like, are any of these people famous? Like, I, I don't know. Like, there had been some really big bands there. The exact same venues, like Chainsmokers, Maroon 5. Like, there was some... Maroon 5 was there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were there, and like there was a lot of big-time acts going on the whole week. And tri- what's his, is Chris Lane, I think, is the guy's name? Uh, it's uh, Chris Lane, yeah. Dustin Lynch, okay. and Lainey Wilson. So I didn't know this, but somebody told me that Chris Lane actually played. He's got, like, a hit song or two, like, apparently, on the countryside. But apparently, but I didn't know this. He played baseball at UNC Charlotte. I did not know that. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't. I had no idea. Did you talk to him backstage? No. And say, hey, I'm from Charlotte. No, I didn't. No, because I, I didn't know that until I got home. But uh, no, I didn't uh... talk to any of them. None of them. Because I was like. So what'd you do backstage? Just like go to the bathroom? <laughs> no, hung out, talked to talked to a lot of people, and uh, did a lot of vodka tonics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did. Did some bourbons, did some did some uh, rums. I've never heard anybody talk about drinking bourbon. I did some bourbons. I did some vodka. Yeah, because it was more than one brand. So but, yeah. but 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 nothing else backstage. You no, just, I just yeah. hung out and like talked to people. I was like, okay. 
I, I, it, it means no. It would be like hanging out backstage at an opera house for people who loathe opera. If 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 Brett Jensen were a noise, the noise would be. Oh, yeah. No, I was like, it was alright. It was alright. I was like, I, I, I really wasn't trying to pay attention. The crowd, there was the crowd was massive, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, this is this is Dustin Lynch. Does this sound familiar? No, actually, it does not because we left before he said. Ah, okay. Because the tweet was this. So I'm now at a country concert with yeah. backstage passes, yeah. and I've never heard of any of these people. The real question is, had any of those people heard of you? I sincerely doubt it. <laughs> and if they had, it means their life is sad. So. Oh, hey, look, that's you're, not sad. You're a big deal. You're breaking Brett Jensen, man. So, no, but, I mean, the time was fine. It was just like you, you try to block out the music. And you just hang out and talk to friends and people. You go to a concert and try to block out the music? A concert that you know nothing about that generally makes you break, break out in hives. All right, what's a concert where you've been recently that you wanted to listen? Uh, the only concert I'd been to prior to that one, the last one, was Rolling Stones. Okay, well, that's fair. I mean, it's... I'm not the world's biggest. So you weren't doing guy. bourbons there. Uh, <laughs> there was some no, guy. I was doing what Mick was I Jagger, doing? I'm not, no, I was doing not beer. Not familiar with him, yeah. but uh, I was doing beer. I was, I was trying to block there. out the singing. <laughs> no, not there. But country music, I, I tend to break out hives. My ears start bleeding. Why? Like it's a whole thing. It's a delight. They, they literally all sound the same. No. They all got you know a fake twang. No. Did you so. listen to the national anthem? <gasps> I did. Oh. How could you not? That's what I'm saying. It's yes. so good. Yeah. Chris Stapleton. I, I I mean, that's that's country music there, Brett. Yep. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. I mean, it was fine. It was No, it was, I'm sorry. Good. To use to to uh, correctly use the word that I like, this was better than fine. Uh-huh. Okay. No, it was, it was good. It was fantastic. It was good. Yeah, but, I mean, Well, hang on, hang on. Okay, thanks. Mm. So, it's the guitar and his just gritty soul. I had never heard of Chris Stapleton until. If you say the Super Bowl, I'm no. going to be mad at you. No, it, was, it was about a year ago. A year, like he could have walked through this room and I wouldn't have known who he is. Well, that's probably. Oh, I, I don't know. I beg to differ. He doesn't look like anybody in this. No, because I don't know what I don't know what any country people look like. I don't know what Jason Aldean or any of these people look like, but. Um, if I, Carrie Underwood walked into this room. Yeah, only because she was on an idol and only because she's married to an NHL hockey player. But they're... Um, Not because she has, like, every number one country hit. Honestly, 100% no. Yeah, yeah. No. Like, you... Like, if we just start going through operatic songs. Like, I don't listen to opera, but I listen to as much opera as I do country music, which is 0.0. .0. Like, I don't know these people. Okay, well, at least let this finish. Mm -hmm. I saw him. Now, now, the cool thing is, listen very closely. You contributed to that noise at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, did I? Not that part. Did I contribute? You were. You, <laughs> you were there. Were cheering. You don't cheer you were, after the national anthem? No. Oh, I do. It's like you. It's like it's. Beth, there, but there's a big difference. There's a big difference. A, you don't do that in the press box. Why? You do not clap in the press box. Why? There's no cheering in the press box. Why? <laughs> Rules. Beth, Beth's obviously. Um, this whole unbiased thing. I don't know if you've heard of it in the newsroom. 
But it's the national anthem. Doesn't I don't matter. think it's biased if you're nope. applauding for the national anthem. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no applauding. And I can tell you that. And I'm here to break rules. And I've been what? And I've heard what? Some 3,500 national anthems at sporting events. Again, the sound. If Brett Jensen were a noise, we're, we're, just, we're breaking uh, the rules. We're way past time <laughs> that we should have handed this over to Jeff Atkinson. So let's do that. In the Atkinson, Atkinson is a rule breaker. <laughs> All right, guys. News Talk 1110 WBT, February 14th, Valentine's Day, 2023. Coming up before we get out of here, dating tips from Brett Jensen. Okay. I like this. I like this. Be now I'm pondering in. this question. Would you go on a first date on Valentine's Day? Ponder. Ponder. You don't have to answer that now. Or you I can. Oh, okay. have you? A first date of Valentine's Day mm-hmm. once. I have once. Uh, actually, yes. As a matter of fact, and she and I are still friends to this day. Actually, are you um, are you getting Valentine's stuff for a specific person this year? Um, well, Maggie's got her heart bandana on. <laughs> we um, had an over under on uh, on whether or not you spent Valentine's Day with Maggie. Well, I just essentially asked you on air. If uh, if we would uh, be able to do a, a few uh, Brett Jensen choice dating tips, let's and you're, do it. Sound like your game. Let's go. All right, we're gonna do that coming up at 9:50. 9:50 Valentine's Day dating tips with Charlotte's most eligible bachelor, Brett Jensen. And here's the theory on that. Well, Brett, <laughs> what 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 do you know about dating? You've never been married, exactly. I know. He does a lot of first dates. I know. That is about, wait a minute. That's about the most Brett Jensen perfect answer I could ever imagine. Yeah. Because as I was saying earlier, I was, John Moore and I were talking off the air. I said, you know, I never, I never dated as an adult. I I met my wife to be when I was in college. And so I never was out in the dating scene and I'm way far away from dating apps. But actually, Brett Jensen knows more about dating than just about anybody in Charlotte because he's been on more of them than just about anybody. There's probably a lot of truth in that statement. And the other thing is, is though, like when you're married, you know the idiosyncrasies and the personalities of one specific person, not a wide range of personalities, not a wide range of experiences where you've got all these different types of things going on. You know one specific person better than anyone else and one specific how to handle or deal with that person on a daily basis and an hourly basis as opposed to a wide variety. What's the longest relationship you've ever had? Seven years. Seven years. How long ago was that? Did you get the seven-year itch? No. (laughs) it It was more like about... 18 months. Seven consecutive years? Yeah, it was. It was. Believe it or not. <laughs> believe it or not. Seven years. Wait, and you were ready to get out at 18 months, yeah. but you stuck around for seven years? Yeah. What I, was that I, about? Because every time I felt like I was going to break up with her, it always felt like it was around Christmas, Valentine's, or her birthday. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. And oh. so then I was creating road trips just to get out of the house. And like, oh, I'll go cover that. I'll, I'll, go, to, I'll go to Utah for like five days. I'll go there. Uh, I'll go to Florida for work. Okay. I'll volunteer. That was me. So, yeah. Um, and then had another relationship for five years. Seven and five. Yeah. Yeah. And then did you think three, either three. Of, Did you think either of them might be the one? No, I knew immediately. Um, that they weren't? Immediately, yeah, but you I, stuck well, not, around. Not immediately. Oh, I knew, oh. not immediately. Not Wait, immediately. you knew immediately yes or no that 
No, I knew I knew really fast, really fast they were not the one. Like okay. I knew I knew really fast. So wait a minute. You knew immediately that a seven year relationship was not the one. Within months. So you I just kinda went through the motions months. or what? No, I mean I liked being out with her and everything, but and it was also the fact that they weren't um they knew I was traveling all the time, which always made it difficult. So that was an that was a good thing. Like it's like, okay, if I'm gone hundred and seventy five days a year. You know, it was it was a lot of people can't deal with that. So it was nice to have that relationship when I came home. And then it just got to be like, I didn't want to be home because of the relationship. And so um, I, I just I never wanted to hurt anyone's feelings. Like that was my biggest problem in, in terms of relationships. If you're a politician, I don't care if I hurt your feelings. But in terms of relationships, <laughs> relationships. Now, yeah. I, I'm going to be I'm going to be totally honest here yeah. about this. Yeah. Last week after the show ended. <laughs> Brett and Beth got into a conversation, and Thanks, I was man. basically just kind of over here acting like I was doing something else, but I was listening. Mm. I was listening. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, and Brett was dif- dispensing advice to, you know, in, in a generic oh. sense. Not that Beth's asking for advice, but Beth was just curious, like I am, about what, what makes Brett tick as the modern man yeah, out there you really looking don't for go, love. You don't really don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But, we'll be but, here for hours. Well, I, I heard the rabbit hole after the show was over, and I said, somehow some of this that's able to be on the air needs to be on the air. And then I cried myself to sleep. You probably <laughs> did. You, Beth, this is, all, this is very true. This is a direct quote from Beth Trout. Direct quote. This was at 1030, 1040 in the morning. I need to go find a bar. <laughs> now, wait. A little that thing. was a direct quote. <laughs> very important, I need to go find a bar. Very important thing that you just said, because I said this happened after the air. You just said at 1040, <laughs> which means she listened to 40 minutes of this. Yeah. Which I, was the reason for the quote. Yeah. I might like, need to I, find I a bar. I got to go find a bar. And I could be perfectly honest with you. This is, this is all, like all coming out on air, which is, I think, the best type of radio. Mm-hmm. That... This is Beth Troutman, as God is my witness, I swear on Maggie's life. I went home last week, Tuesday, and I felt bad all day. For what you said to me? Yeah. I, and, and it well, wasn't like because I, w- I felt bad all day, too. But, but it wasn't like I was saying it to you or about you. I was just explaining things yeah. out there. Like So it's not like I was like going after you. I don't well, want people I, I to think that. that. When we that. come back, what actually made Brett Jensen remorseful for the entire day that he said well, to Beth because some of it is going to rematerialize in tips to the general public. Dating tips, exactly. Mm-hmm. Nothing says love. <laughs> Nothing says love. Like 940, Brett Jensen. 943 on WBT. WBT. You know, when I said we were going to do dating tips with Brett Jensen, I kind of half Half thought you would say, "Oh no, I'm not doing that," but you uh, you sort of embraced it right from the get go. Oh yeah, no, I used to do that back in the day, Bo. Well, wait, 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 no turning back now. No, no, no. no back in no. the day, he used to do a dating <laughs> advice show. I, I do. No, I seriously. I know, but I, I don't right care here about, on this station. I don't care about that. I care about now. No, All right. Oh, I'm All right. good. We were taking calls from Chicago, no, Atlanta. No everywhere. turning back now. No, we I'm have in. ten minutes of real estate here. I give am or take. in. And uh, we're gonna. I mean, this is uh, you know, you've heard the McCrory top five. This is Brett Jensen's Valentine's Day tips for those looking for dates. Or even if you've, even if you're already off the market, but you, right. just, you just want to know how he does it. Or I can tell you what to do if you are off the market and how to, what to do with your partner. Best way to celebrate <laughs> Valentine's Day. Best way to celebrate Valentine's Day. Okay, wait a minute. How many do we have? 
We got a couple for for guys. Wait a minute. Total? Two? Or how many? Um, you got about, two you got about six minutes. Yeah, that's fine. All two right. or three. So rule number one. All right, rule, rule number one for guys. And I'm being sincere when I say this. So this is not a joke. Guys put the least amount of effort into Valentine's Day. A lot of times they go, they like, they're buying flowers at Harris Teeter on their way home, right? And they're like, oh, let me get a box of candy, whatever. They just don't try. Even if they've been married for five years or 25 years. If you're married, you should know what your wife's favorite restaurant is or your girlfriend's favorite restaurant and what her favorite meal is at that restaurant. Get it to go on the way home. Pick it up. No, takes no effort. You don't have to cook. Just go by there, buy it, pick it up. Come home, just say, honey, don't worry about dinner tonight. I got everything covered. And then there's her favorite meal from her favorite restaurant ready to go as soon as you get home. And if you want to have the flowers, great, great. But it's her favorite meal from her favorite. It means you put thought into it. It's all about thought. Now, uh, also, for women. Okay. Wait, is this 1A? <laughs> well, this is, yes, this is equally important. Okay. Equally important. Women. And I'm going to put this politely. <laughs> I'm going to put this politely. In, in a... Women folk. No, this is, this is regular TV speak, not cable speak. <laughs> do not assume... Or do not act like physical relations is the Valentine's Day gift. No, that's 365. You need to make it special. Like, you showing up and answering the door in lingerie is no different than last week, Tuesday. Like, no. Are you saying you expect that 365 No, but I mean, but no, but it's it's always on the table pretty half much the entire year. Charlotte just said, what house is he living in? <laughs> but it's usually on the table. Like, it's it's never generally off the table unless someone's sick. Only on the table? <laughs> well, I was going to say, and the counters. <laughs> Look at Beth Troutman. Look at Beth Troutman coming in there. <laughs> Beth's coming in hot. I no, was so scared of what you were about to say, no, and now I'm no, so, still scared. But there are well, a lot of women. If he who, says it now, you took him there. Yeah, well, <laughs> a lot of women act like, oh, well, you know, this, no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's. Note what February 14th should should not be like, oh, well, we're doing this. Like, no, that should be in July or in August and September. So, no, you actually need to put thought into it as well. Don't assume physical relations should be the gift because I would that would really upset me. I would really upset what me. would you want as a gift, Brett Jensen? You know what? If it's not as <laughs> honestly, the, the best Valentine's Day gift I ever got, honestly, was a girl that the Flowers. the last girl that I ever actually really wanted to marry. Like it was it was the one that the got the last away. girl. Yeah, how many the, have there been? The, two. Okay. Um, oh, two that you've wanted to marry. Yeah, one I proposed to. Where'd she, they go? Did they? One what was, happened? One. <laughs> well, no, it's easy. <laughs> One was because we broke up Wait. because of my job. Uh, somebody tell Vince uh, we're going to cancel his first segment. Uh, uh, first, first segment next hour, how to consummate the marriage. No, this is easy. Oh, there was, well, there was consummation going on. But the, um, no, the first one, the girl that I was engaged to, um, we broke up three months before the wedding. And because I was gone 16 straight days, I missed New Year's, Christmas, and her parents' 40th wedding anniversary. And this was when I was at ESPN.com. She's like, Brett, I thought I could do it. I can't. Like, how do I know you're going to be here for Aww. our child's first birthday? How do I know you're going to be here for dance recitals? She's like, I, I just can't do it. And the only, and I understood that the only thing that upset me was I was doing that when we met. So it's not like I changed jobs. But the, and then the other one, she had recently, like, she was like, had been divorced for a year. And she was just like, 
I, she got scared and just said, I, I, I don't want to jump immediately right back into uh, another one. Yeah. And so those That's are the two. Fair. But no, but the number two, not the ex-fiance, the number two, she, uh, she's here in Charlotte. She um, Hopefully not listening. No, I haven't. I mean, I haven't did seen her Did they put forever. thought into Valentine's they did. Day for she you? Got, she went home on, she, um, she's a lawyer. She went home on her lunch break, and she made homemade um, strawberry tart pastries with pink icing on top in the shape of hearts. Oh, that's sweet. And I was like, I've Literally never. Literally and. Right. And I've never had anyone actually put that much time and effort specifically just for me in terms of food or anything like that. Well, you have not had a heart-shaped pizza made of chum. <laughs> chum. No, I have not. I don't know what that laugh was. <laughs> I have not. Thank you, John as, as I did. That Imitate like... them. As so I put a little thought wait, wait. and effort into it. As I often have to say, if you don't know why I just said what I said, go listen to the podcast. The six o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, no, it's, uh, so women. Like, this isn't, you don't get off... The, you don't get off scot-free on this. You need to put a little effort into it as well if you expect the man to do it. All right, let's go. Let's go. Step up your game. Let's go. Are we done? Is that the last one? Well, those are like those are the two primary ones. The two primary ones are for the, like men. It's super simple. So just effort. Just effort. Go buy her favorite restaurant, get her favorite meal, bring it home. She will appreciate it to no end. And women, how about putting a little effort into it? All right, tomorrow, so so you all have your marching orders, right? He just He's just laid it out. It's Somebody so out there, I want you to listen. You know, if you, if you need to go back and, and, and copy down the notes verbatim, go do what he said and then call us tomorrow and tell us how it went. I guarantee you it will go swimmingly, especially if you're the guy. And just go by her, rest, her favorite restaurant and pick up the food. From her favorite restaurant. It's no effort. You don't even have to like get out of the car. A lot of times they'll bring it to your car. His piece of advice was put effort into it. Go to a restaurant. It's no effort. That's right. That's right. No, it's a little thought. Put a little thought into it. Okay. There's a big difference. Okay. Because she doesn't know that you didn't even have to get out of your car. We'll bring it to you. Well, I think she knows. I think she's she's done takeout. What is maybe? (laughs) But a lot of times you still go in. Well, David Chabik always says that you spell love T I M E. Uh-huh. I think I think we need to amend that. It's T I M E W I T H B R E T T. A lot of truth in that statement That's too. Right. All right, Vince, it's yours now.